Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So how is the black community feeling about Memphis and how is the black community feeling about policing? Our next guest has some ideas. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. Our guest, Jay Philip Clay, and he has a new piece over at the National Center for Public Policy Research. You can find it at nationalcenter.org entitled, Where is the Black Outrage over Black on Black Crime? Jay Philip Clay joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline. How are you, my friend? Good, good. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, so let's talk about the piece. And the piece is, where is the outrage over black-on-black crime? And again, you can find it at the National Center for Public Policy Research. Tell us why you wrote the piece and what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. So the piece is obviously about the recent events that have transpired in Memphis. Um, And it kind of takes a deeper look into um, what's going on. And I I think the key points of the piece would, would really be that there are obviously issues within certain departments. Um, you know, there are obviously bad cops out there. Um, just because there are bad cops doesn't mean that we vilify all cops. Um, and, and more specifically, the people that would vilify all cops uh, tend to be the ones that uh, are community leaders, um, and they lead in communities that consistently have crime uh, that is black on black um, that we don't see the same outrage for. Um, you know, it, it seems that black lives only matter um, when they're being killed by police, um, and, and obviously in this situation, black-on-black crime, um, police and, um, like we said, suspect, victim, um, whatever whatever kind of comes with that investigation. Um, but it's uh, it's really interesting to me that people like Al Sharpton um, will uh, vehemently, like I said, vilify police um, and, and say, you know, well, policing is rooted in white supremacy, policing is racist, um, but they don't talk about um, the racism that's happening in our own community. Uh, in places like Chicago or even here in Indianapolis, um, where we're seeing murders at just un- ungodly rates. Uh, Jay Philip Clay is our guest. He's got a new piece out. It is called Where is the Outrage Over Black on Black Crime? It's part of the National Center for Public Policy Research. You can find it at nationalcenter.org. So talk about writing this piece as a black man. You live here in central Indiana. I'm curious what sort of feedback you get on a piece like this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I think, um, Rob, you and I have talked before, um, to be a black conservative, you have to have thick skin. Um, you're not obviously going to agree with everyone. Uh, and there's a lot of hate that gets thrown at you specifically because you don't fit that typical mold of being um, just a black person who's a Democrat. Um, for me to write this piece, um, it really didn't feel anything too out of the ordinary. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a really good working relationship with a lot of law enforcement agencies here in the state, um, specifically in my hometown. Uh, where I was most recently able to be a part of a police citizens academy um, that kind of took us into uh, what goes into making a police officer from the selection process to being on the road as a patrolman all the way up to being a chief. Um, I'm very fortunate to be able to uh, counsel with those people um, and understand what's happening and understand the outrage within those departments. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very pro-law enforcement, um, but because I'm pro-law enforcement, I'm, I'm also anti-corruption. Um, and as, as one of my friends who's an officer in, in Plainfield said, 
um, good cops call out bad cops. And I think that's why you're seeing everybody outraged over what's happened down in Memphis. Yeah, I think that's part of it, right? I mean, obviously it appears everything that happened was highly horrific and egregious and awful. And these officers should be punished if indeed in a court of law, it all plays out of what we, we think we're seeing on the, on the body cam. But that's the bigger conversation, right? Is that there are so many great cops that are black. There are so many great cops that are white. There are so many great cops that are Asian or, or Hispanic or whatever that that, you know, we try to say, well, they're all all bad. And the overwhelming majority of our police officers of all races, sexes, religions, political opinions, whatever, are really good people who would give their life for you in, in, in an instant. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that was one of the key points in the article as well. Regardless of the hate and, and just utter disgust that's that's thrown at, at these police officers that, that are good cops, um, at the end of the day, they're still going to wake up in the morning. They're still going to put on the Kevlar. They're still going to wear that badge representing their town, their community, their state proudly. Um, and they're going to protect us. And, and I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, we can we can shout and we can say, you know, there's corruption in policing. And people can say that it's, it's founded in white supremacy, which is utterly false. Um, but at the end of the day, these people are, are sworn to protect us. And most of them will do their utmost to uphold the badge and serve with integrity. J. Philip Clay is our guest. He has a new piece out called Where is the Outrage Over Black-on-Black Crime? It's for the National Center for Public Policy Research. You can find it at nationalcenter.org. It really is an interesting and, and, and very good piece. So from your perspective as black man, do you believe that there is a disconnect between police and the minority communities across this country? And if so, what can or should be done to try to, to heal that divide? You know, I, I really don't think it's it's the way the media, the mainstream media, and I always hate saying that, but the mainstream media portrays it. Um, I don't think it's the same. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'm not naive enough to compare um, my hometown here in Indy and Memphis um, as the same place and not even begin to compare socioeconomic status or, or anything like that. Um, but the one thing that doesn't help police relations is saying that police officers are bad and saying that we need to defund the police and, and just saying that all cops are bad. Um, that doesn't help at all. Um, you know, if in, in the article, one of the key points I wanted to drive and I just didn't have time to was if you sit down with your local police chief and you, you make the effort to say, hey, um, there's a lot of things that are happening out there. Um, how can I help? How can I be involved? Um, what can I do to, to learn more about this department? I don't think there's an officer out there or a chief out there that would say, no, we're not going to do that. Um, I think for a lot of departments, transparency is key. And I know for a lot of departments, reviews happen often. Um, you know, again, as I as I reference my hometown here, um, you know, they're constantly reviewing their policies and procedures. Um, they they described it as a living document, um, much like the Constitution, where it's constantly being revised and amended, and things added to it, things taken away from it that they see that you know aren't working to help secure this town. You're a part of two organizations. Again, Jay Philip Clay is, is our guest. We're talking about his piece that he has on the over at the National Center for Public Public Policy Research. Um, you're a part of two organizations that I'd like for you to talk about because I think they're interesting. First is Project 21. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Project 21 is a, it's an initiative of the National Center for Public Policy Research. Um, and really, um, the aim is to promote the views of African Americans. Um, and it's a, a wide variety of topics. Um, you name it, they cover it. Um, for me personally, it's been a fantastic opportunity to um, to write about things I'm passionate about um, and have the opportunity to do things like this, um, you know, to be able to come on and express viewpoints and uh, and talk about, you know, just injustices or victories that we see in the world that we think are, are wrong or right. 
um, and work to, you know, just open that dialogue up. The other thing you're a part of, and again, I think this is super interesting, is there is a, what is it actually called? It's a Republican diversity series here in the state of Indiana? Yeah, the Indiana Republican Diversity Leadership Series. Okay, so tell, uh, that, t- tell me about that. What What is that? What do you, What has been accomplished with that? Do you feel like it's moving in the right direction? I, I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah, absolutely. So the Diversity Leadership Series for me has been, um, honestly, it's been life-changing. Um, Whitley Yates and, and Kyle Hutford and, and Rob, I know sometimes <laughs> we, have differing, we have differing opinions on, on, uh, on state party, but um, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about them and the opportunities that they've given me. Um, and the, like I said, life-changing in ways that it's, it's hard for me to describe. Um, you know, Project 21 came from me being a part of the diversity series. Um, the fact that um, I got to go to D.C. and spend time with the RNC and learn about strategic initiatives and learn how I can help um, bring other minority conservatives um, out and help them um, kind of find their own voice. Um, it's fantastic. And um, the goal for the diversity series is really to give minority conservatives in Indianapolis a place where they can start to make connections, uh, start to find their voice and ultimately influence the party, which I think is the goal of conservative politics, you know, at the end of the day, um, regardless of where we fall on that conservative spectrum. Um, I think we can all agree that, you know, we could use diversity in the party. Um, and it also gives us a chance to say, you know, a lot of the stuff that people are saying about Republicans being racist and, you know, the party is slavery and all kinds of stuff. Um, really kind of speak out against it. Um, now, obviously, there's bad things that come with it. You know, you, you do have the occasional Twitter troll that, that wants to tell you that, you know, you're you're tap dancing for masters and that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about the diversity series um, and just the opportunities that it's afforded me and how it's changed my life. Okay, so before we let you go, uh, again, J. Philip Clay, our guest, his piece, Where is the Outrage Over Black on Black Crime? Uh, you can find it over at the National Center for Public Policy Research. That's nationalcenter.org. Um, if you had, if you were able to talk to police chiefs across this country, whether it is you know suburban communities like where you live, or whether it is larger communities like Indianapolis or Memphis, and you said the next several months you should do one or two things to try to instill more trust in in the black community, to try to bring people together, what would those things be? Be open, be transparent, um, talk to your communities. Like I said, I. Um, I, I can't brag on, on my hometown of Plainfield enough and for everything that they've done uh, in terms of being transparent, not just with the police department, but also local government. Um, but be open, be transparent, have dialogue with your um, with the people that you serve and protect. Um, understand that, you know, the relations that relations that you make, um, you're not always going to have a second chance at um, every impression that you make the first time has to be the right one. Um but also, like I said, invite people in. Um, let them know that you're here to help them. You're here to protect them. Ask them what they're feeling. And, uh, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with that. Jay Philip Clay, the piece is excellent. We appreciate it. You're always welcome here. We'd love to have you back on again soon. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show.